0: Hello, friends. Today is part one of the Higher Self Habits series, where we discuss the first stage of the Higher Self Habits method: awareness. Covering everything from the power of intention to overcoming fear, this is an episode you won't want to miss. Welcome to Inhabit with Alacia Citro, a show dedicated to helping you expand your life and inhabit your dreams. After becoming a corporate dropout and faltering, I realized that the only thing keeping me from my big vision was not taking the small, consistent actions that compound and move the needle. Together, we'll uncover and discuss the ways we stay stuck and how you can unlock your potential in three, two, one. I am really excited to bring you this series, which offers a high-level overview of the method that I lay out in my upcoming book, Higher Self-Habits, which will come out in May of 2024. I'm hoping right around Mother's Day. If you like what you hear on this episode, you can pre-order a signed copy by heading to alaciacitro.com book. That's A-L-E-S-S-I-A-C-I-T-R-O dot com slash book. And that link is also in the show notes. In the intro to the series that dropped last week, I shared how I got into habits, spoiler alert, because I needed them, but I didn't tell you why I went so far as to write a book about it. Here's the thing. There are a lot of wonderful books on habits, which have helped me a ton, but they all focus on the behavioral aspect, not the holistic approach to transformation that blends body, mind, and soul. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza is the closest book to this that I'm aware of anyhow, and I loved that book by the way, but I would say it's pretty advanced and I wanted to make this subject matter as accessible as I could because our habits determine our destinies. And don't we all want the life that we were, in fact, destined for when we agreed to this trip on Spaceship Earth? I know I do. So what you can expect from this series and the book and any of the coaching programs that I run is that we are going to blend science and spirit in a way that is easy to understand while still challenging you. I believe we are spiritual beings having a physical experience and we must tap into the deep reasons that resonate with us on a cellular and soul, cellular (laughs) level, or the changes that we seek will not last. Yes, we bring together behavioral science, neuroscience, psychology, basic quantum principles, and timeless spiritual wisdom to create a framework that addresses mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical needs that we all universally share. So this first part is all about awareness. And how do we approach solving any problem? By first becoming aware of it. Without awareness of a problem or its roots, we spin our wheels. We treat the smoke, not the fire. If our problem is that we can't get good habits to stick or bad ones to stop. The first question to ask is why? Specifically, why does changing this matter and what is my intention in doing so? I lead with intention because it serves as your anchor. If you are listening to this and you've done plant medicine and ceremony, you know, you go in with an intention. Why? Because it grounds you into reality and it reminds you why the hell you signed up for this. And the same is true with habits, right? So intentions, they keep us grounded. They keep us focused. And honestly, the intention is important because not all problems are worth solving. Really, they aren't. And we have limited capacity. We can't solve all of the world's problems or even all of our own. And we need to prioritize. So once we know why solving a problem matters and we become intentional about it, we begin to explore the factors that are perpetuating it I'm going to breeze through the first part of this because I did a whole episode on limiting beliefs two weeks ago that is episode 113 and I don't want to be repetitive but let me summarize the essence in one sentence and then if you want more go back and listen to that I will link in the show notes as well we essentially have ancient brains that have not evolved from our cave dwelling tribal days up to current modern day and the limiting beliefs that we all universally experience are simply the brain's way of doing a damn good job at keeping us alive. Knowing this fact has helped me so much because it has allowed me to generate self-compassion, not only with myself, but with everyone else. We often think we can't get out of our own way or we can't stop playing small because there's something wrong with us and we're defective. And in fact, it's just the opposite. Your ancient brain is doing such a fine job at what it was built to do that you need to learn strategies to become aware of this and override it. So here are a few ways to do this when fear and limiting beliefs pop up. So the first, you bring awareness to the belief. If we're going through life held back in this way, it just means our brain is still on factory settings. We're going to customize those settings to suit our needs, but bringing awareness to the fact that we have settings that can be changed is the first step in doing so. So how do we change the settings? It starts with our beliefs if you're generally more negative than positive how can you begin to shift that perspective by reframing your experiences and searching for a positive spin on every single one of them in napoleon hill's classic think and grow rich he states several times that within every disadvantage adversity failure or setback therein lies an equal seed of advantage. Will you choose to find the advantage and blessing in everything that happens for you? And notice I didn't say everything that happens to you. That was purposeful. Here's the thing too. I say this with a lot of grace also, acknowledging the fact that some of us will have a much easier time rewiring beliefs than others based on what our childhood from ages zero to seven was like. That is when your subconscious is fully formed. The subconscious mind is thought to control 95% of our actions, our thoughts, our beliefs. So if you had a pretty rough go until the age of seven or somewhere in there, this might be harder for you than someone who say had a really like cush childhood, but that doesn't mean it cannot be done. And actually, no disrespect to those who had a really cush childhood, but I would rather learn from someone who has overcome a lot and had to do a lot of internal rewiring than someone that it came more easily to. Not to say that the person it came easily to doesn't have a massive amount of value to add, but think about it. The people that we tend to look up to the most are the ones that have been through the fire. Am I right? Belief in turn shifts our thoughts. So if you set an intention to shift your beliefs to ones that serve you, that will begin to change your thoughts. Now, that doesn't mean it's suddenly going to be all puppies and rainbows and ice cream in the six inches between your ears. You're still going to have negative internal chatter. But here's a hot tip on how to deal with that. Name it. Name the voice. Personify it. Create an entire character around it. I did this years ago i named mine pam my apologies by the way to anyone listening with the name pam i'm sure you are lovely but this has worked really well for me and the reason it's extremely effective is because it immediately shifts you into a state of observing the thoughts which is the goal of meditation right and in doing so we create distance between ourselves and the thought we are not our thoughts we are simply the thinker of them or the observer of them right one of my longtime best friends Elisa put it to me this way and it's a beautiful illustration and example that I got to share here she got really into yoga and meditation when we were in our 20s and I distinctly remember her saying to me Al it's as if instead of being pummeled underneath a waterfall." that is my thoughts, I'm now able to step back and admire the waterfall. So if you are being pummeled underneath the waterfall of your own thinking, using the simple practice of naming your negative internal voice, and I know that's not always possible with racing thoughts, but the more we can separate from the thoughts and shift into a state of observation We are going to free up a lot of our mental energy and be able to make better decisions and control the thoughts that we want to have more of. Once you begin to observe your thoughts and you are thinking more positive ones, you then shift into focusing on emotions. Are there specific emotions that you are addicted to? Each emotion has its own chemical signature. And that is why we feel different depending on the emotion that we feel at any given time. And this was a concept I had never considered until reading Dr. Joe Dispenza's Becoming Supernatural in Soul Sisters Book Club. By the way, shameless plug, we are actually reading it right now at time of recording, February 2024. We're going to be reading it through March because it's pretty meaty. You can join us for free if you are interested by visiting aliciacitro.com slash book dash club. I will link that in the show notes too, but we would love to have you. It's my favorite day of the week, those Friday mornings. So back to the emotional addiction that Dr. Joe's telling us about in this book. Are there emotions you have unconsciously become chemically dependent on that are not doing you any favors? And I know that some of you, probably are calling bullshit when I say this like I'm not addicted to bad emotions what are you talking about but okay (laughs) stick with me I have an example that most of us if not all of us will be able to relate to that will demonstrate this think for a moment about an incredibly dysfunctional and or toxic person that you know they probably cause a lot of drama they love being a victim and chaos seems to follow them like a storm cloud. Who is that character on um on Charlie Brown that had like, you know, I think he like hadn't taken a bath in a while and he had this like stench cloud following him? That's like what I'm picturing as I imagine the person in my life who fits this bill, right? Like chaos and negativity are just like hovering around them. So h- how How can that be? And by the way, if you don't know someone like this, congratulations, send me a DM and let me know where I can mail your prize. But for the rest of us who do know someone like this, I want you to pause for a moment and consider why they are like this. So the person that I'm thinking of had a traumatic childhood in a highly dysfunctional home and this became her baseline setting. You know, walking on eggshells, living in fear, waiting for the other shoe to drop. That became her normal, her familiar setting, right? So even though that is far from ideal, these conditions become familiar. And so they become confused into feeling comfortable, into maybe even feeling safe. I mean, isn't that, and I mean, God, I can relate to this on some level, fortunately not to the one I'm talking about, but I do think that there's this level of familiarity and comfort and safety in having a level of stress. If that's what our bodies have been conditioned to experience kind of wild when you think about it, right? So back to our dysfunctional toxic person that most of us have, um, had the pleasure to know at some point in our lives, imagine that you throw someone with a background like that and the emotional conditioning that we've talked about into a happy functional family via marriage per se. And what do you think is going to happen when that person enters the happy family? Well, might be fine for a while, but eventually they will not be able to deal with the happiness and the harmony and everyone getting along because it is so unfamiliar it causes them psychological discomfort. They feel comfortable and familiar in chaos. So they can say they want X, Y, or Z positive emotion, but their body and subconscious mind are not on board. And so until they become aware of this, they will be kept in a familiar hell instead of rising above to an unfamiliar heaven. And this is where inner work comes in. You become aware, you change your beliefs, your thoughts, and you begin to try on new emotions that put your body into a state of coherence instead of familiar chaos. Okay, I feel like I just had group therapy with hundreds of you that I can't see. Anyways, (laughs) next up, we're talking about action. So this is where habits come in. And this is what determines our destinies. We're creatures of habit by default, because if we had to consciously think about every action we took, we literally wouldn't have the energy to do it. I shared two episodes ago, episode 113, about the limiting beliefs, how our brains are usually around 2% of our body weight, but they consume 20% of our body's energy. And that's with them doing as much as possible on autopilot. So you bring conscious decision to every single thing through the day. It would not be possible. So your brain, it loves going on autopilot. It loves doing things without conscious thought. So use that to your advantage. And we're going to talk more about that in two weeks during part three audit. And then again, in even more detail, when we go into part four activate, which is around behavior design. Okay, so up to this point now, we're aware that we can change our factory settings, but how else can we do this? You gotta do it slowly. If you were in a chemistry lab and you were mixing explosive chemicals together, there's this concept of titration where you just mix a little bit at a time because if you did all of it at once, it would explode. It's kind of a similar approach for a couple of reasons. For one, you need to make change Incrementally, because that'll make it last. But also, the part that I don't hear being talked about enough is that you need to do change slowly so that your ego doesn't flip out. Your ego, your egoic mind is the one that's keeping you where you're at. And it's doing a great job. It's doing what it's supposed to. It's meant to keep you alive because it doesn't realize we're not living in caves anymore. Right. And so we have to. Make change slowly, incrementally in order to kind of bypass the ego. If you can allow your internal thermostat setting, your internal baseline rise, your ego's not going to notice it. And if you've lived in a, a climate that has extreme weather, you could relate to this. Like in Arizona in the summer, when I go from my air conditioned home out into 115 degree heat, that's a shock. And I immediately I'm like, get me back in the AC. Same with if you live in Chicago, like I, I used to for many years. You walk out of your warm apartment into the polar vortex. Oh, no. Uh-uh. I don't like that. And so the more that you can do this little by little, you don't experience the shock that makes your ego resist and push you back to where it's comfortable. Here's the other reason why doing it slowly is so powerful. Compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. Yes, that's true of money. It is also true of personal transformation. Small changes stack up, and it never ceases to amaze me how true this is with clients. Like they will do something that they have not wanted to do for a number of reasons, but usually it's because they thought it was so insignificant it wouldn't matter. They start doing this small habit, and suddenly the snowball starts rolling down the hill and it grows and grows and grows. Their confidence grows, their capacity grows. So starting small and letting it build is really the way to go. Let it compound. And I say this because I am wired as an extremist. It is just in my nature. I can't help it. And I have had to really consciously work to maybe not unwind, but adapt to bring in this level of presence that all or nothing, go big or go home, is just not working. Really, those mentalities, they are lying to you. They're what's keeping you stuck. It's like, can you imagine if you had a newborn and you said to the newborn, hey, you know what? Since you can't walk right now, don't even bother. Oh, you have to build up the strength to hold your neck up. Oh, you have to learn to sit up on your own first. You have to crawl. You have to pull yourself up on furniture. You have to use those little walker toys to get around. Don't even bother if you can't walk right away. But yeah, and I know that that sounds absolutely absurd, but this is what we do to ourselves all the time. So become aware of that inclination if you have it. If you are an uh, you know an all or nothing go big or go home kind of person like so many of us are become aware of that and how much it is actually holding you back you got to learn to hold your neck up you got to learn to sit up you got to learn to crawl hold yourself up walk with assistance before you can walk on your own right and then run i also really encourage you to embrace doing things when you do not feel prepared ready or worthy you are going to figure it out along the way and that fact experiencing that is going to do two things. It's going to explode your confidence and your resilience. There will be nothing that you can't handle if you just start if you just start going for it. And I was thinking about this, it's such a paradoxical time to be a human being because on the one hand, we're here living in 2024 with these old ass brains that have not kept up with the rate of change that our 3D world has. And yet, here we are with the ancient brain now conditioned to instant gratification thanks to these quantum leaps in technology and convenience like Amazon Prime, DoorDash, et cetera. And it just occurred to me, actually, (laughs) while I was prepping this episode, that it's probably what makes the hardwiring of our limiting beliefs so much more potent, particularly the ones that are tied to social cohesion Social cohesion is basically like you don't want to rock the boat because you don't want to get kicked out of the tribe and die in the wilderness. You know, it's why people care a lot about others opinions. And, you know, it takes a lot of work to overcome that. Right. Well, here we are with these ancient brains that don't want to get kicked out of the tribe with now Amazon prime expectations, which are intersecting with social media seeing the highlight reels that all these other people are sharing sometimes with, you know, ridiculous shit, like making, you know, five figures, six figures, their first month in business. Like that's not real. And if it is like, tell us how you did it. But honestly, I I think it's good that things don't happen overnight. Um, Cause sometimes it takes a little while, like acclimate to that and be ready to hold, not even receive it, but also hold it. Right. So, You know, it's so easy with with the social cohesion stuff, the limiting beliefs, the Amazon Prime expectations, the highlight reels to think that if we haven't had overnight success, that something must be wrong with us, that we must be completely defective, a total loser. And some of us will hang it up or go into self-loathing or both. And maybe I'm just projecting on you, but I'm putting it out there either way to this point now, we know we've got neural architecture and wiring that is keeping us playing small because it kept us alive back in the day. Thank you, brain, for doing what you're supposed to do, but we're ready to reach higher levels now. We also now know that we need to intentionally upgrade our beliefs, our thoughts, and emotions, or we'll have a snowflakes chance in hell of lasting behavior change and we know we need to get into tiny action without expectations of overnight success. Hmm. easy peasy, right? Look, they don't call this inner work for nothing, but here I offer a perspective shift as I love to do. What if the point of this game of life is to focus on who we are being while we play? I know and trust that I will win the game, that we all will win the game. The winning is gravy. The point of the game is to play. And the point of play is to have fun, right? So whatever you're doing, driving, walking, doing dishes, folding laundry, whatever it might be, just pause here for a moment and think about these questions that I'm about to ask you. What is something that should be fun and joyful that you are making too serious or that you're not doing at all because you either don't think you're ready or you don't think you'll be any good at it. To help you get over this, what can you begin to explore that will help you to experience more creative play and more fun? What is a creative exploit that you could revisit? True story, I bought a watercoloring set a couple years ago because I loved painting with watercolors as a kid. (laughs) I painted a lion. I'm so bummed I threw it out because this would be hilarious to share with you guys. I painted a lion in watercolor. And let me tell you something. (laughs) That son of a bitch was ugly. (laughs) But it's okay because I wasn't painting it to go hang it in a gallery or auction it off at Christie's. I was painting that ugly ass lion for the pleasure of it, right? God, we get so wrapped around the axle that everything we do has to be good. No, man, we just got to start having fun again. Do it for the joy of it. Do it for the joy of experiencing it. Oh, I'm so bummed I threw that ugly lion out because I wish I could show it to you. Maybe I'll go paint another one and I doubt it will be any better. (laughs) All right, so. What's a dream you have right now that you are holding off on because you've disqualified yourself for any reason? If the dream is there, it's there for a reason. And if it's on your heart, here is where I encourage you to act with courage. Courage is not being without fear. It's taking action in spite of fear. And the root of that word is the Latin root of the word heart you do it with heart you do it scared you do it anyway so what is a tiny step that you could take towards this dream today and I mean today as in right fucking now okay no more holding it off tomorrow never comes next thing I want you to think about and remember is how did you like to move your body as a kid did you like to jump rope do cartwheels, climb trees, play tag, go on the swing set. Whatever it was, go do that again today, if possible. I know playing tag might not be fun if you're alone, so see if you could recruit a friend, a partner, some kids in the neighborhood, your own kids. I don't care, but go have fun, okay? And here's the other thing, too. When you were a kid, you didn't move your body to go get swole or lean out or make your ass stand up, okay? Why do you think you have to do it now for those purposes alone? No, move your body because it feels good. It's good to feel good. The more we can embrace that, the more our entire realities change. So, wow, I feel like I kind of took you to church today. I got a little fired up, uh, as I like to do, and I'm hopping off my soapbox for now. But come back. Join me next week for part two when we explore alignment and what i mean by that specifically is aligning to your purpose to the person you aspire to be and how you can focus on being so that the doing takes care of itself if you enjoyed this episode or you got value out of it or you got a kick out of me just going off today please share the episode Taking a screenshot, sharing it to social is the best way to get the word out, I have found. But I'm also doing a weekly giveaway to help sweeten the deal. So for every five ratings that the show receives, so leave an honest star rating, for every five each week, I will be giving away one signed copy of the book. So let's say we get 10 ratings, I'll give away two books. Uh, If we get 15 ratings this week, I'll give away three books and so on and so forth. So to enter the giveaway, screenshot your rating, submit it to the link in the show notes. The rating itself gets you one entry. So that's like the price of admission, you could say. To get five more entries, write a review, screenshot that. And then to get five more, share the show on your social media and tag me at alicia citro two underscores on the gram all the giveaway terms and conditions and the link to enter are in the show notes but i would appreciate it so very much if this is a show that you like and that you think more people need to hear so i'll see you back here next week for part two and until then sending you love and blessings